Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert. And on a great day, my husband, Aaron, joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. glad that you're here listening to another episode on real life marriage. This one actually came about a little bit differently with the coronavirus and all of the social distancing that is happening. It has been requested that our small group doesn't meet this week. And so Aaron and I decided instead of taking a week off, we're going to trudge forward using technology. And so we recorded our small group meeting uh, with just Aaron and I sitting in the camper and having a discussion about a chapter in the Naked Marriage book and posing some questions that our small group could answer so that we virtually meet and turned it into a podcast episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. Take the time to listen with your spouse and pose these questions. Hey, how's it going, marriage group? Hello. Kenny and I are sitting here Sunday morning in our camper on a little two-night marriage retreat getaway, and we felt inspired uh, this morning after listening to uh, Pastor Tim give the message online and great worship by the worship team. Go ahead and give them a shout out, but wanting to use uh, technology to spread Jesus and to ultimately continue our Tuesday afternoon marriage uh, group. So because of the coronavirus, uh, we have been encouraged to take this week off from our small groups. And so we are honoring that and trying to, you know, protect all the people from spreading germs, but decided we're not going to skip a week of group. No, we're going to, we're going to push forward. So we are recording the discussion and the questions and the examples and uh, trudging forward and strengthening marriages, right? Okay, so small group this week, we're in chapter six, Naked Scars. Um, obviously, we're reading the uh, book, The Naked Marriage by Dave and Ashley Willis. Does everybody love the way my husband says naked? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a whole it different naked podcast. or naked for you? Yeah. Means the same. That's right. All okay, right. will you so, pray us in this absolutely. morning? Absolutely, here we go. Heavenly Father, we just give you thanks for this time, Lord. We give you thanks for the couples that are choosing to take time to pour in their marriage for these discussion questions, Lord, we thank you for the technologies that allows us to continue yes. as a group, Lord, and uh, we give you thanks. Amen. 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 All right. So I got to say, I think maybe my favorite part or my greatest takeaway from this chapter was when Dave and Ashley labeled those past hurts as emotional sunburns. Yeah, that, that really kind of described uh, the defensive mechanisms or those sensitive topics that we carry around, those sore spots. They may be also called triggers, your buttons, pushing my buttons, um, or touchy topics within the marriage or within uh, the relationship. Yeah, because if you imagine somebody that has a sunburn on their shoulders and, uh, you know, a friend comes up and puts their arm around you or taps you up on the shoulder, they don't even realize that you have pain there. And you may have even forgotten that you have pain there. But man, the minute they touch it, 
you are going to react, <laughs> right? Because it hurts. Yeah. And that's so similar with our emotional scars. It's not something we think about all the time. It's something that many people don't even know that we're carrying around. But when it gets touched, when you are triggered by it, there is a strong reaction in many cases. Okay, so question one, Kenny, we're going to work towards identifying those triggers, buttons, or touchy topics. So what is question one? So the first question is, how do you usually respond when your spouse unintentionally touches the areas of your heart where you are already hurting or you have emotional sunburn? So pause for just a minute, pause the recording, and talk about that. How do you usually respond when your spouse unintentionally touches those tender areas? Yeah, and and there again, let let each person should identify their own sunburn. Right. Um, if you're struggling, then uh, the spouse um, politely um, maybe bring up a couple of those yeah. areas. If you're struggling to recognize it, give your spouse permission. Say, okay, I'm not coming up with anything. Is there something you can think of that you see me reacting because of past hurts? Good. Discuss that for just a minute, and we'll talk again. All right, hopefully you have recognized some of those tender spots that you're still carrying around. So now I think the next good question is, how do we begin to heal from all of that? That's right. Just like a sunburn, you got to put some aloe on it or, or <laughs> vinegar, depending upon how you were raised. Yeah. But um, you need to get those those burns to begin healing. Um, and, and Ashley and, and Dave identify that patience and love, um, creating that environment, um, as, as a couple is, is that process. Some things I just kind of want to help, help break down. Why are our actions? If you start out our actions, um, the way we respond to a burn or the, those, those touchy points, those, those buttons, your actions are based upon your beliefs and your beliefs are based upon your past experiences. So maybe that's going to help you in the healing process to kind of walk through that. I respond this way because I believe this, my beliefs are based upon my experiences. So maybe start talking about experiences that have led to the way you believe ultimately driving your actions. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so Go uh, some of the examples, I would give you some personal examples um, in, in our life. And so uh, one of the things that uh, Candy and I are, are, are working on is, um, well, this weekend is an example. Mm-hmm. So we've uh, created a um, a little two night uh, getaway, uh, just the two of us. The grandma's watching the kids, and we're pouring into each other. Um, as also as individually, uh, we're seeking our kind of doing a checkup of our 2020 goals, but but ultimately kind of creating a little romantic weekend. Now that comes extremely natural for Candy. Top priority. <laughs> She's probably already planning the next one next month or two months from now. Uh, it's a little more. It's difficult for me. I have to actually work on it. Um, so this is one of those those sunburns that Candy has is um, me loving her to show that I make the time and the effort and the ultimately the priority in my life by my actions. I just recently recognized this, like one of those underlying things that we often deal with, but we've just been able to really put words to it. Yeah. And so I, I came to her and I listened to a podcast driving to work one morning and, and was like, Hey, I want to do a, I want to schedule a two night getaway. Uh, kind of like a sabbatical. Let's do a 2020 goals checkup, blah, 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 blah. You and me, babe, 
And she, in, in a very polite, loving manner, she said, okay, sure, I'll believe it if you get it scheduled. And, of course, I could immediately react like, what? Come on. Right. <laughs> but we unpacked it, and her belief is based upon her experiences of, I, in the past, have not done that. And so I said, okay, fair enough. Give me patience. Be patient with me. Allow me the opportunity to succeed without con- condemnation or judgment on that. And so here we are, babe. Yeah, so I had unintentionally kind of trained myself to not get my hopes up about Aaron planning a date night or planning a marriage retreat or anything like that because he would he would say things about it, but then it, it wouldn't actually happen. And so to protect my heart and my emotions, I would just never get my hopes up for things like that. And now I am giving him space and being patient for me to unlearn from past experiences and, and have new beliefs yeah. of how we're moving forward. And so... Yeah, give me the opportunity to create new experiences to change your beliefs. And yeah. Change your yeah. And so we have question, the next question for you as you pause the recording. Talk about what can we do to heal and to help our spouse heal from past hurts? How can you be a support for your spouse when they are struggling and need healing from hurt? So take just a moment and discuss that together. All right. We hope that that was a good discussion for you guys. Uh, Another one that Aaron and I have actually come up with in discussing ourselves this morning is that I ask a lot of questions. That's just part of my communication style, I guess. I I like information. And we realized uh, not too long ago that when I would be asking questions, Aaron would feel defensive, like I was questioning him, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's not what I wanted. I mean, he said he actually felt disrespected sometimes because I would ask the questions. And so that's another place where we're unlearning beliefs from experiences. And so now I approach him differently when I have questions about a situation or about a decision. I approach him differently to try and tear down those defensive walls because I want him to know that I do yeah. honor and respect him. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's almost as if he, I still have permission to ask the questions, but I come at it differently, which speaking of permission, that's kind of the next place we're going to go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, d- uh, I think it was uh, Ashley actually brought this topic up on page 89. If you flip there um, and she talks about, uh, seeking permission of the other, um, and, and they encourage that we do that out of love and respect for each other. So maybe you've had this in your marriage of where uh, it was up of, of one of the individuals in a couple, and you have to ask permission. That kind of sounds like a dirty word in marriage, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I got to go ask my husband permission, or maybe even worse in our society, if a husband says he's going to ask permission from his wife, there's there's some negativity towards that. Yeah, it, it's a perspective uh, I would I, I would challenge, and I would really encourage you to back up. And we've spoke on this before. It's about one team, uh, one flesh. And by perspective, what, I, what I'm referring to is you almost need to have a board meeting when these discussion topics come up, or this permission needs to be granted. Yeah, I like that. It's not it's not that we're coming together for permission as a negative thing, but that we're requesting a board meeting for a decision to be made for the team. Yeah. And um, 
so what are the family's goals or what what is this what is the couple's goals in finances in time management in hobbies in you guys should have a plan and so that when opportunities or when permission needs to be granted that the family or the couple is already they, you've already set up goals and that it's it's now a reflection of hey this op- opportunity has presented itself how does it way against our current goals and direction that the family or the couple is is heading. Yeah. MS 3.3 says, can two walk together without agreeing to meet? How appropriate is that for what we're talking about? Absolutely. One one of the tools in in the, when you are having these discussions, when when you are seeking permission or more of a board meeting uh, discussion between the two of you. One of the tools that we've seen you use in the past, it's uh, kind of a scale of one to 10. How much does this matter to you or what is your care factor on this topic? Yeah. Yeah. That, that really sets you up for success when, when you walk in, if, if, if your spouse brings something to the table and wants to talk about it, it's good to say, all right, babe, how strongly are you feeling about this scale of one to 10? And then it almost sets up the leadership of the conversation. I'm really passionate about this. Aaron's going to take a little bit more of a listening role or vice versa. Yeah. I, you know, just trying to come up with something to talk about. I knew he didn't care too much, but true, true statement. Yeah. If I get an opportunity, uh, it's presented itself to go on a hunting trip, a two night hunting trip to West Texas for you, you pick the game that we're going to be shooting. It's going to cost $500. Uh, the weekend is open on the family schedule. I need to go have a board meeting and say, Hey, candy family, this opportunity has presented itself. What do we need to do? Well, before I even go there, I've I already in my head on paper we've talked about where where are we going as a couple? What is our current goals and objectives? One of them right now that we're currently working with right now is we're watching our budget, and so uh, all the money that's going out, we're trying to be very purposeful with that. Uh, specifically, we're focusing on the grocery and restaurant budget this month right now. And so a $500 hunting trip this weekend is not really aligning with our current objectives and goals um, and kind of going the opposite direction of the sacrifice that we're making as a couple and as a family watching our eating out and our grocery budget, as well as the time. It is an open weekend. It's two nights away from family, uh, two nights away from kids and wife. And although I know my wife would honor me and say, you have absolutely deserved that. You haven't gone on one and six to eight months, go, babe. Uh, no, that's that's in totally opposite direction of where we're wanting to do on open weekends. We're wanting to pour into kids and pour into each other. And so I would still bring that topic up as an opportunity so that I can say, hey, babe, this presented itself. This is kind of where I'm already leading um, in the decision to say no, because it, it doesn't go with the one team goal where, yeah. we're, where we're focusing. I'm going to interrupt Aaron here for just a second. We get the question all the time about what it looks like for the husband to be the spiritual leader in the home. And it's a hard one to really answer. Like, what does that really look like? Because it does look different for different couples. But can I just give props to my husband for a second? He just gave an incredible example of what it looks like to be the spiritual leader in the home. Because as he was giving you guys that example, 
he was saying he's already thought about it. He has gone before, probably in his example for him specifically, he's gone before the Lord with it too. But he's not just going to bring this to the table. He's already thought about what are our family goals? What do our finances look like? He's probably talked to the Lord about it, like I said. And so I just wanted to pause. This was not in the plans for the conversation, but he just gave a really good example of what it looks like to be the spiritual leader in the home. So man, we're, we're called to sacrifice for our wives and for our family. And I would ask Candy, as, as that leadership and sacrificial decision there, that's easier to submit to that leadership. Is that correct? Absolutely. And there was a time in our marriage when I would not have said, babe, <laughs> yes, go on a hunting trip. Leave me with a newborn and a two-year-old and a four-year-old. That would have like wrecked me to be able to honor that. You know, there are seasons, right? That's but right. yes, as as I have seen him continue to grow in his faith and felt his spiritual leadership in our home, it gets easier and easier and easier to submit under that leadership. Yeah, so we're going to pause here and allow you the opportunity to just discuss among each other, are there areas or topics within your marriage um, where it's hard or there's friction in asking permission and it needs to flip more to a board meeting of discussion of is this opportunity aligned with our family's goals and objectives? Yeah, and Dave and Ashley do talk about this more in the chapter than we have talked about, but there should not be a controlling, uh, dominant, abusive part of yes. your marriage. Yeah, I'm not sure what the right word is, but um, th- there is really no healthy place for true controlling in a marriage. And so if there is areas like Aaron has just said, where you feel like you're constantly having to ask permission or never being granted the opportunity to do things that you're wanting to do, discuss that for a minute and by all means get help if you need it, because those are going to be really touchy subjects. Third party may be needed to help communication. Absolutely. So try to have a healthy conversation about it right now, but be ready to ask for help if there really is an area that you need help in. All right. From that conversation, we're going straight into communication and what that looks like. So the next thing is take a moment and ask yourself and talk with your spouse, what is your default communication style and does it make things better or worse? What examples would you do? So that might come to saying, I'm a yeller, or I like to talk it out until we have talked it till it's blue in the face, <laughs> or I like to go and process all by myself for a while before I want to talk to you about it at all. Or maybe it is, I don't like to communicate about my feelings and my emotions at all. I don't like to communicate about those things. So what is your default communication method or the way you default to talking about. All right. So now that you've identified your communication style, I want to immediately tear down those labels because no matter what it is that you just identified, it doesn't have to be your label. If you're a yeller, you don't have to be a yeller forever. You can learn ways around that. If you don't like to communicate about your feelings with your spouse, That's an area where you can take the time and intentionally grow to be more comfortable communicating those with your spouse. That's right. So we're going to identify some tools that will help you break that down and and expand your communication techniques. 
Okay. So one of them that Aaron and I figured out pretty early in our marriage is something that we call safe words. And that's just where you identify a team word. Yes, a safe word that can be said in any conversation if things are starting to heat up. And it kind of signals, okay, pause. Uh, For us, one of those, a pretty obvious one, is that Aaron has permission to say, I'm feeling defensive. When I hear that, I'm feeling defensive, or I use that term, I'm feeling defensive, we're going to pause the conversation right where we're at. Yeah. We're going to realize maybe our facial expressions, our hand movements, our body language that is uh, adding extra spice to the our points that we're <laughs> trying to get across. And we're going to pause it because we're, we're not moving into a, um, a positive, uh, we're not helping the conversation. We're trying to be a self, we're trying to be selfish and get our, it's a defensive mechanism. So yeah. we're, we're basically breaking it down. What, what's another tool? Another tool is one that we call spooning. Ooh, I love spooning. It has nothing to do with sex. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, but spooning is when you can literally take a wooden spoon or a hairbrush or a pen. It doesn't matter, obviously. That's not the important part. And whoever is holding that item yes. is the one that has permission to talk at that time. And the other one has to listen. And not interrupt. And I would say, man, don't be building your argument in your head. You need to be listening. No, because when this tool is used to its most effectiveness, when the when the item is passed, if I sp- pass it to Aaron. Give me the spoon. Got it. Then he should start with, okay, what I just heard you say is, and then restate what he feels he heard. Because sometimes we don't even hear each other correctly, right? That's right. But if you did hear correctly, then that person with the spoon can then say, okay, This is what I heard. And then share their perspective or their feelings or their side. And it really forces you to listen Mm -hmm. before you start talking on your next turn. Great example. Pause for a minute now and discuss this with your spouse. Have you been inspired by these tools or these examples that we've given? Or maybe the Holy Spirit has even brought something to your mind that you feel like, okay, this is a better way I can communicate. So the question is, what are other forms of communication we can use when how we normally communicate isn't working? Guys, so we're just kind of closing out discussions right now. Hopefully, it's been a, a very productive um, discussion between you and your spouse. I wanted to just cut touch on a couple points or quotes that Ashley and Dave made in the in the chapter, and just draw your attention to them, and maybe further the discussion. So the first one is on uh, page ninety three, and Dave is speaking here, and he says, "Forgiveness and trust are two different things. Forgiveness is simply saying, because I love you." I choose to pursue restoration instead of revenge. And that ties it directly back into that one team. Um, for us, it's team Mummert. And it's it's choosing a sacrifice of self um, for the team where the self wants revenge. The, the self wants to be right. The self wants to bring up the list of hurts. Keep score. Keep score. Yeah. But instead, we're going to pursue restoration and get the team unified and back on the on the same page. Yeah. And then the, the second um, point or, or quote uh, that I want to bring up is on page 97. And, and here again, this is, this is dealing with um, the self again. It says the health of your present and future relationships may hinge on how you, that's you choose to address the issues of healing from your past. 
And there again, that's that's focusing on relationships, your future, your present and future relationships could be your marriage. It could be your relationship with your parents, um, your siblings, your children, um, even co-workers. But it's 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 hinging on how you choose. You can't fix other people. You can only fix yourself and you can choose your attitude and your perspective on healing and moving forward. Stay stuck in the mud and wallowing in your mess where you can choose to address the issue and begin healing from it. Karen and I have seen this with couples that we've mentored, where if you are choosing to stay focused on the past, you can't heal and move forward into a better future. And nobody can undo the past. You can't undo the past. Your spouse can't undo the past. You've got to turn your focus to Jesus. Absolutely. And to the future, because Jesus also says, I forgive what is in the past and you are to now look to the future. You're restored, made new. And that sometimes is a hard choice that you have to make because it's easier to stay mad. Yes. Sometimes forgiveness is hard, but there, man, again, just to quote what they said in that chapter, the health of your present and future relationship hinges on how you choose to address the issues of healing from your past. Mm-hmm. There's so much strength in that statement. Doesn't Absolutely. mean it's easy. No. So I, I, there again, I'd reiterate, start with Jesus. Seek seek the Lord God Almighty, uh, you and him, um, and work that out. And then step into counseling, uh, step into mentorship, either one-on-one or as a couple. Um, seek healing, seek, seek to move forward and the Lord will show those ways and bring those people into your life. Um, as, as you seek restoration. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. What do you want to leave us with here, Candy? What, what do you have? For All right. You? So for next week, uh, our small group, we're going to be going into session seven and before that, or as you're reading that chapter, be sure to take a moment and, um, It says that marriage is two people that take turns being strong for each other in their weak moments. Each of you choose one area of your life that you want to receive healing. Share with each other that struggle and how you feel. Pray together and trust God to bring healing. So really be intentional. What's an area of your life that you really want to receive healing? And how are you going to go about that? And how can you be a team as you go about that? Also be reading chapter seven, which is Naked and Alone, and we'll talk next week. Yeah, uh, real quick before you you pause it or end it, uh, please go ahead and text us or drop us an email letting know that you were able to listen and and go through the chapter. We want to make sure everybody had the opportunity. Ultimately, we want to take attendance and give you um, continuous learning education points (laughs) in your marriage. Gotta gotta watch that. You are getting a grade card. I didn't know if we let you know. There oh, is a <laughs> come on now. No grades. No grades. No, but drop us a text or an email just letting us know that you did take the time and you were able. If there's any questions or um maybe kind of hung up on one topic and you really need help unpacking that, drop that in there as well. Yeah, let us know. We're praying for you guys. Absolutely. Love you. Bye-bye. See you later. All right. As I mentioned before, this was actually a recording for our marriage small group, but we hope that it blessed you as well. And I really challenge you that if you were listening listening to this alone in the car, or if it just felt uncomfortable to pause and talk about the questions that we pose, I challenge you to take the time, listen to it with your spouse, 
pose those questions and have some really good conversations that are going to push your marriage forward in a good way and strengthen your marriage as well. Be blessed. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.